and it is time to celebrate if you're a fan of the Miami Dolphins as the return of Ryan Tannehill is now official. He'll be back on the field Sunday in Indianapolis to take on the Colts for a pivotal, pivotal game for the Miami Dolphins. And while some of you are hoping to tank for a better draft pick, you cannot ruin our good mood today as we enjoy the rest of the week with anticipation for a functional offense that maybe, maybe can score a touchdown within the span of nine quarters as we went over two games without a touchdown from the offense. What's up, Dolphins, and welcome into the Tuesday, November the 21st edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, Adam Gaze and Ryan Tannehill both spoke to the media about the quarterback's return on Tuesday. We'll get you caught up on that as well as the other injuries on the team. I'll tell you why I'm optimistic for this Sunday. And lastly, why I think the winner of this game will be playing football in January. But first, before any of that, I kindly invite each and every one of you to please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL. Follow the show at LockedOnFins and check out LockedOnDolphins.com, the number one blog in the LockedOn Network, as well as the other LockedOn Sports family of podcasts like the LockedOn Heat podcast and the LockedOn NFL podcast for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. We have a busy Wednesday show for you guys. Let's go ahead and get things cranking. That's another Miami Dolphins. And first down on this edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast is brought to you by MyBookie, where you play, you win, you get paid. And we have a starting quarterback change for the Miami Dolphins. Brocktober, Brockvember, Brocksember, whatever you want to call it, it has all come to an end as Ryan Tannehill, once again healthy, named the starting quarterback for Sunday's game in Indianapolis. His throwing program increased throughout the course of the last week or two, and things are trending so positively that they named Tannehill the starter for Sunday's game. And interestingly, Adam Gaze mentioned on his Monday presser that Tuesday's practice would be telling and the ultimate decision maker in terms of when. Tannehill got back, but then he went on to say on Tuesday that he told Ryan and Brock Osweiler their intentions to start Tannehill on Monday night. So they feel good about it. They were not worried about it coming into practice on Tuesday, and Tannehill was throwing without discomfort in practice on Tuesday. But there's a little bit of ambiguity there between Tannehill and Gaze himself. Gaze said that Tannehill doesn't have any pain, or if that he does, he hasn't told Gaze about it specifically. And then when Tannehill spoke to the media on Tuesday, he said he does have some soreness that he'll have to manage. But the good news is that it doesn't feel like somebody is stabbing him anymore when he throws the ball. So I guess that's a positive. Other injury news outside of the quarterback, it's all positive. Larry Tunzel, Jawan James, back at practice. It sounds like the Dolphins will have their tackles back for Sunday. They didn't have a, dis- a distinction in regards to full or limited participation in practice, but it sounds like they'll be good to go. Bobby McCain is still in the concussion protocol, but he did practice. I assume having the week off means he'll be good to go after that concussion in the Green Bay game. And Devontae Parker might even have a shot to play the game on Sunday. We'll see how long he lasts and if he actually goes, but he was at practice in a red medical shirt, but nonetheless on the field for practice. But the Dolphins enter this game about as healthy as they could be considering all the players on IR right now. It's been a very trying season for sure, but there are a lot of optimism right now with this team in the building and just with Coach Gaze and his demeanor in general. You could see it in his presser. He is excited to have his quarterback back in the fold. 
But what does that mean for this Dolphins team going down the stretch run here in the midst of a playoff race? I just think that especially this week, you're going to see a different energy. Guys are going to be recharged off the bye week. Guys are going to be confident in their quarterback once again, which clearly had dissipated over the last couple of weeks as Miami went nine quarters without an offensive touchdown. And perhaps most telling to me was something that Ryan Tannehill mentioned in that media availability on Tuesday. And it refers to the running backs and tight ends being more involved in the passing game and I think we have to see more from the tight end specifically, but especially more from the running back position with Kenyon Drake and even Kalen Balage. I hope he gets himself some run at some more pass opportunities. And as we've learned in the past, injuries can kind of mask one of Adam Gaze's biggest weaknesses as a coach, and that is the self-scouting department, which is something that also gets corrected over the course of a bye week. And I think that Tannehill making that point about the injuries to the receiver group, whether it is Jakeem Grant, Albert Wilson, or even Devontae Parker's availability being in question and having to rely on the newcomer Bryce Butler or even Leonte Carew coming back up off the practice squad and being elevated from a special teams role to actually contributing on offense, But Tannehill mentioned they're going to have to find a way to get the running backs and tight ends involved, which to me is something we've been calling for all season long. Almost every one of my game previews, I mentioned the tight ends and running backs in the passing game. It's crucial to NFL offenses in today's NFL. So I think that could be a positive going forward. So offensively, I think the buy some necessity out of playing injured player playing players in place of the other injured guys and the return of Ryan Tannehill gives them a big, big boost. And I'll tell you why the defense could get a similar boost in the B block of the podcast. But first, hear a word from our sponsor at MyBookie. And for fans of football and food, nothing is better than Thanksgiving, especially when you got football on the television and a little bit of action on those games. And with my bookie, you can make that happen. Remember, guys, it's not about who you're betting on. It's about who you bet through. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie, the best bet you'll make all season long. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is very easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie where you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And my bookie is currently slammed with new bettors and wants to give everybody the best possible customer service. So if you deposit your money after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you a free $25 free play on deposits over $100, 25 bucks for free for doing nothing. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar when using promo code locked on to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play money. It's up to you guys, but wait until after dinner and take the extra $25 with promo code LOCKEDON25. MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. So now we know that Ryan Tannehill makes his return after a five-game hiatus here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, the Wednesday edition. Travis Wingfield with you guys, as always. And real quick, before we turn to the defensive side of the football, I do think we owe Brock Osweiler 
maybe not a bunch of gratitude, but at least some level of appreciation just for keeping the season afloat with a pair of wins in the five games he played. Now, I know the Jets game was none of his own doing whatsoever. The defense actually outscored the offense on the day, but he played well enough to win that Bears game. And frankly, I thought the Lions game was his best game of the five. The road games against the Packers and Texans, I think those games were losses regardless of who played quarterback for Miami on the day. But sitting at 5-5, five and five, there is still hope. And that's what we're selling you in the podcast here today. The hope over the course of the final six games. Remember guys, we don't get football for basically eight months out of the year. I am going to enjoy the last six weeks of this season and hopefully a seventh or maybe even eighth week beyond that, depending on how things go the rest of the way. But I am going to enjoy it, and we do owe Brock a cheers. Let's give Brock a little bit of a cheers. It was fun for a minute, and then when it got ugly, after we asked him to do something that he's just not capable of doing, playing out the string and playing well for multiple games in a row, but we'll always have Brocktober, and we'll always have that fun game against the Bears. Okay, that's probably the last time Brock Osweiler's name comes up on the podcast. And with that, we'll flip it over to the defense. And I just finished up an episode of the Fins Up, Fans Down podcast with Mike and Noah. Those guys are fantastic. A terrific show they put on. They are both really good interviewers and offer a ton of substance. I think the episode should be up by now. I'll tweet it out when it is so you guys will see it. So check me out on that. It's about an hour and a half long of extensive coverage of this Dolphins team. But back to this episode of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. One thing we talked about coming off the bye week and the game last year against the Patriots that we famously stole and really maybe stole is the wrong term because that game was played on the Dolphins terms and Miami dictated that game from start to finish and really outcoached Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, and Matt Patricia. But I mentioned in the first segment that I think Adam Gaze might might have his best game of the year this coming Sunday. And this is more hopeful than it is confidence, but I think Matt Burke could too. And since the biggest issue with this defense right now has been communication, I think the bye week could allow some of that to get smoothed over with the extended time to prepare, the extra time off, the extra time to look inward at yourself and figure out what you're doing wrong. But you'll recall that New England game. It wasn't a long week. It was one extra day for preparation, but the defense really adapted itself to take on the Patriots attack. And I think we could, I hope, see something similar on Sunday in Indy. They challenged the Patriots at the line of scrimmage. They played a lot of man and a lot of press coverage in that game. And I think that might be the way to get to Andrew Luck because despite barely getting touched by the pass rush all year, he will throw some interceptable footballs in this game. And if they are going to win, the Dolphins must. They must pull down one or two of those picks, in my opinion. And again, maybe this is just more optimism coming from me, but I think we'll see the best incorporation of Minka that we've seen all year with that week off. I think the two rookie backers, Jerome Baker and Rayquan McMillan, could really benefit from the extra week off and just getting things patched together from a communication and from a schematic standpoint on the back end could pay huge dividends. And as some of the preparation benefits the younger players in this game for this Dolphins team, The time off could really benefit some of the veterans and getting their bodies right. We've seen how close Robert Quinn has been to so many sacks, and he finally got that edge 
on the game on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers with a couple of sacks there. Cam Wake kind of came to life. Rashad Jones playing with that banged up shoulder all year long. I think all three of those guys could really, really benefit from this time off, getting their bodies back to normal and maybe closer to a preseason type of body rather than a week 10 type of body, which in the NFL is always, always going to be banged up. So again, I go back to the word optimism. We'll see if it works out. But Matt Burke has put together some good individual plans throughout the course of the last two years. You go back to the Bengals game when they really shut out that Bengals offense. You go back last year to the Patriots game. I talked about that one. So there are examples of him really stepping up to the plate and having big efforts. And I think the bye week might facilitate some of that going forward. However, my optimism is not shared by the folks in Vegas as the Dolphins open as 10-point dogs, but I expect that line should come down a little bit with today's news that the Dolphins are going to have Ryan Tannehill back. And if Miami can find the upset, if they can find a way to frustrate Luck, to get that offense to slow down a little bit and find some success on their own offense, I think they'll win the game. I think they'll be the favorites for the sixth and final playoff spot if they do win that game in the AFC. And I'll tell you why I think that on the other side of the podcast. But first, a word from our friends over at Blue Chew. The news on Tuesday that Ryan Tannehill would be back under center for the Miami Dolphins definitely tightened the pants of some Dolphins fans. But if you have issues tightening your pants, so to speak, you can now increase your performance and get the extra confidence you need. Listen up, fellas. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue, not red. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, halftime, postgame, pregame, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises, just like a wide receiver coming open behind Dan Marino playing quarterback for our Miami Dolphins. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners only. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Now, you might call some of this a moot point because I did, in fact, predict the Colts to win on the pregame preview show on yesterday's podcast here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Your host, as always, Travis Wingfield at Wingfield NFL on Twitter. And I am still leaning that way going towards the Colts, but I wouldn't bet on it. And let's put it this way. I do think the Dolphins put forth one of their better showings of the season on Sunday for the reasons I mentioned previously. The recharge veterans coming off the bye week, the self the self-scouting tendency breakers of the coaching staff, the rookies maybe possibly getting a better look at their own play, looking inward, going forward, and of course, the return of Ryan Tannehill and what he could do to energize this team that frankly was becoming just as tired of Brock Osweiler as all of us were. And 
I think they're going to need that top-level performance because this game is going to determine the winner of that final playoff spot in the AFC, and here's why I think that. Nine wins is the magic number. I think it's ambitious to think that more than one or two of these other teams in this race, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Tennessee Titans, will finish the season 4-2 and two the rest of the way. And if there are some teams that do it, the Dolphins figure to have the tiebreaker over most of them. And of course, the three-way tiebreaker incorporates conference record. The two-way tiebreaker incorporates head-to-head play. So if it's the Bengals and Dolphins at 9-7, and the Dolphins are obviously out. If it were the Titans and Dolphins, Dolphins would be in. And that's why this game against the Colts is so, so big to get that scalp over the Colts, so to speak. But if it is a three-way tiebreaker, or if it is a tiebreaker between two teams that haven't played each other, Miami currently has just three conference losses within the AFC And that's tied for the best of the group with the Ravens right now. But Baltimore has a murderous schedule the rest of the way and a very limited offense, probably even more limited than what Miami's is right now. But you go over this Dolphins schedule, of course, at the Colts, home for the Bills and Patriots, at the Vikings, home for the Jags, and then back at the Bills. I think that the one loss everyone is currently banking on right now is that game up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So a 9-7 and record with one loss being the Vikings game leaves the Dolphins at 8-4 and in conference and very likely as the AFC representative for that sixth seed in the playoffs. I went over the schedules of the teams the Dolphins are competing with on Monday's podcast. There's also a column up on LockedOnDolphins.com breaking down each of these teams' remaining schedules. So check that out. You'll see there are more logic explaining why I think 9-7 and gets it done and why I think the Dolphins can obtain that, and why they just might be, despite all the injuries, despite all the shortcomings, they might be the best of those 5-5 five and five teams. We'll find out on Sunday because this pivotal, pivotal game against the Colts should tell us not just more about the rest of the Dolphins in 2018. I think it could be telling for this team going forward in 2019 because Ryan Tannehill gets the six-game evaluation. I think a lot of other guys kind of get the same story too. Adam Gaze is up for the same evaluation. Jawan James, is he going to get that big contract? Jesse Davis, is he going to be the starting right guard going forward? Minka Fitzpatrick, where does he play next year? And do we have to address cornerback or safety because of where he plays? The pass rushers, Charles Harris, is he going to come back and give you anything? Raekwon McMillan and Jerome Baker, what does their growth together mean? So there is plenty, plenty of reasons to tune into this team the rest of the way. And the playoff factor is at the top of that list hoping Miami can find a way to squeak into the playoffs and make it two out of three years in a row into the playoffs for the first time since 1999 through 2001. It's been a very long time since this team has pieced together playoff runs in a short period of time. So hopefully that's what we're going for. And hopefully we get to talk more about that on the podcast for the future. Again, I'll be with you guys on tomorrow's podcast. We won't have a Friday show as I was kind of supposed to do a Friday show and not a Thursday show, but I figured I'll record on Wednesday and get you guys the podcast for Thursday, and then you can hear it whenever you want to on Thanksgiving, Friday, Saturday, whatever you want to do, you can do that. But for this podcast, that is my time. We're going to have a lengthy Twitter mailbag on that next show, and then it's on to the weekend for a slate of terrific football. I hope all of you guys enjoy that. But as for me, me and the missus tonight going to binge watch the rest of Making a Murderer. So I have that to look forward to. And I'll leave you guys with this for the outro to the show as we welcome back one of our very own and one of our favorite players to the Miami Dolphins. But please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast. 
leave us a rating, leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter, at NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Fins. Keep up to date on our Daily Dolphins blog over at LockedOnDolphins.com. You guys have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Stan Hill's back for the Finns. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Tanner Hill's back. Tanner Hill's back.